You know, I went through quite a transformation nearly 20 years ago when I came back to church from a season being away. That's an old transformation now. It's part of my story, but that's not, that's not now. What's my transformation now? So when I spoke before, there was something that God was beginning to do in me. And for those of you, again, that have got a really good memory, it was about my notion of myself as not being very creative. I'd always say, oh, well, I'm not very creative. I'm not very arty. You know, Bob and his great pictures, that's not, that's not for me. And, you know, God began to challenge me on that and say, actually, that's not what I say about you. And challenge me to try things that perhaps I wouldn't have done before. And I'd always have gone, oh, I just can't bear it. It's gonna, I'm going to find it really difficult because these things are difficult for me. And I'm not going to be very good at it. And so actually take a bit of a hit if you do something you're not very good at. Because it's not very great. You kind of come home and think, oh, that was hard work and I didn't really enjoy it. So God was challenging me to do that. So if I can have the first slide. When Ruth has a second. I'll just show you what I've been up to around creativity in the last probably three months uh, and it comes with a caveat to say you know these are not works of money or anything else we're just uh, getting the slides here <laughs> this is <laughs> this is not one I made earlier um, so we'll wait for the pictures to, to, to appear so I've done three things well, I've done more than three but I've just chosen three the first thing I did was a few few friends and I went and we did a cupcake decorating class one, one Saturday afternoon in the summer and we made little springtime cupcakes with little tiny little bits of rabbits and it was very fiddly and very technical for me and I was always a step behind the instructor. But you know what? I came out with these little cupcakes that you'll see and I thought, they look quite good. I'm actually quite pleased with them. So I think having something like that where someone is guiding you was actually quite good for me because I'm not left free with a whole lot of icing sugar and say, decorate a cupcake because that would really freak me out um, the second thing I did was to do an art class so I thought it was a bit like painting by numbers where you get a canvas and basically the colors are there and you just have to you know match it up no no completely blank canvas in front of you and the instructor with a glass of wine and a few friends and some music on leads you through creating the same painting as they've got at the front and actually, it was incredibly good fun. I was, again, a step behind every time. I kept having to say, what, what, what do we do? What's next? But actually, I really like the painting that I've done because I did it. So hopefully you'll see a picture of that uh, at some point. And then I'm trying to think, oh, the third thing was Friday night just gone, um, is I did a photography tour of London at night to be able to take photos in the dark in London. I've got a new camera. I've actually got no idea how to use it. So I thought I'll... I'll uh, use a Groupon voucher to, to go learn a bit more about that. And I've got some photography shots that, again, is a bit about creativity. How do I set it up? And, how, and that's well out of my comfort zones. So bottom left is the cupcakes. Middle is the water lilies picture. It was a money water lily that you're meant to recreate. And then a night picture of London from Friday night. So do you know what I think? I'm quite pleased. I enjoyed each thing. It's challenged me because it's not in my normal comfort zones and I quite like the results. So this is a journey that I'm going on with God. I don't know what purpose this is about, but actually God challenges me to think about the way I see myself. Actually, when I say about myself, I'm not very creative. God's saying, that's not right. So maybe God's doing that in your life. Maybe God's saying that thing that you've always said about yourself, he's going to challenge you with that. Or maybe he's already challenging you. 
Now, the second thing that I'm challenged by is the second slide, Rafe, is a book that I'm reading called Everybody Always by the great speaker Bob Goff, who spoke at Cherish a couple of years ago. He's going to the men's conference this year, and he's just fantastic. The problem is he's very real and it's very challenging. So his book is called Everybody Always, and it tells us the Bible statement of love our neighbor as yourself. Now, that's really challenging for me. So the first question is, do we love our neighbors? Well, you have to say, who is our neighbors, first off? My physical neighbors near me, I don't really know. I come in, I go out. I'm very happy to say good morning, but I don't know anything about their lives, typically. I just pass and go. That's partly because I'm quite busy. But actually, our neighbors are not just next door to us, are they? Our neighbors are people around us, people in our community. If we don't even know who they are, how can we love them? And how do we love people that we just don't like very much? You know, maybe it's just me, but there are some people that don't have to get on my wick sometimes. <laughs> and I'm trying very hard to be patient and gracious, but they're frankly quite annoying. And so what do we do? We avoid those people, don't we? You, take, you spend much less time with the people that you don't get on with. Maybe it's not that you don't like them. Maybe it's just that they've got different views to you. Maybe their political views are different, or their views on society are different. Maybe they're just different interests to you, so you don't spend very much time with those people. Well, how do you love them if you don't even like them? How do you love them if you find their attitudes offensive? How do you love them if they're just so different from you? They're just on another page in another part of society, of the world. They're just, just not on the same page. You know, I work in nursing and I spend a lot of people at, a lot of time with people who are in the health service. You just happen to end up with friends that are nurses or therapists. So actually, I realize I spend quite a lot of time outside of church with people who work in the, the health service. That's great, but it's really limiting because it doesn't help me engage with anyone else beyond that. So actually, I can limit myself. So I'm really challenged by this. And I'm going to come back to this in a bit about love everybody always because it Every day it catches me. I think, oh, okay, God, I need to love these people. It's really hard sometimes. And, you know, it's easy to love people that we like and that like us. It's really easy. And it's really easy to spend more and more of your time and effort with people who you connect well with, who you get on with, who have the same views as you, who it's just, it's so nice to have those people in your life. Now, God's not saying you shouldn't have that. But God say, love everybody always. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, for some of us, we have to start with ourselves. In order to love our neighbor, we have to love ourselves first. So maybe God's doing some work in people around what you think about yourself, what your self-esteem is, what your views are on yourself. But love everybody always. So for me, this is the other point that God is transforming. And for me, these, both these things, we talked about this term of present passive imperative so this is things in the present for me i'm living this now i don't know the answer i don't have any of the answers uh it's passive so i haven't decided to make myself to be more creative i can promise you that would not be something that i would have specifically pinpointed but but god's working in it and it's imperative because i am responding i am trying to make sense of loving everybody always of loving my neighbor as myself 
So for me, these are things that are, are, are here and now. So I want to ask you, church, what is God doing in you? What is he transforming in you now? Not 10 years ago. I'm interested in that. That's not now. What's God doing now? What's God doing now in Horizon? Because what he's doing in each one of us individually, he's doing as part of a body. We talked about it when we read that verse, that we are all part of the same body. What's he building in each one of us that builds into what he's doing in Horizon, that builds into what he wants to do out in our community? You know, we prayed for the St. Helier Festival. We don't exist as a neat little club to encourage each other for our own sake. We exist so that God will be glorified out there. So actually what he's beginning to do in our lives affects how we are in the community. So we're going to have a little bit of a gap now to be creative. Um, at the back there's a table with strips of paper and some pens and some glue sticks. And I want each of you to write either one, two or three, however many things. What is God transforming in your life now? So for me I would write on this creativity. And then I'll stick it on the piece of paper at the back. What is God transforming in you right now? Some things will be really obvious to you. I want you to sit and pray as you do it. If you're sitting thinking, I'm really struggling with what God's transforming me in, and I'd like some prayer, I'm going to ask the leaders to be available at the front to pray for people who are struggling with transformation. Because sometimes the transformation isn't, it's not just going to a cupcake decorating class. All right, that's quite a flippant example. Sometimes the transformation God does is pretty deep and pretty hard. So actually we want to pray with you so that we can help you through that and be with you in that. Or maybe you're sitting there and you take a piece of paper and you've nothing to write on it. There's nothing that God is doing currently in your life, well, then we want to be available to pray for you as well. We want to pray that your eyes will be opened as to what he's doing and that he will move and transform you. So we're going to take a little five minute, no more than that. If you can all head to the back and take a piece of paper or two, write your word on it and glue it onto the piece of paper. So I think most people have gotten their um, piece of paper written down. It's good to see lots of different colors on there. Thank you for that creativity. Uh, it's good to see people standing up and saying, yeah, do you know what? God is working in my life and I can write down what it is. So let's just pray as, as we know that that's uh, finishing off there. Lord, we just thank you that in this church, you are transforming people. You are transforming each one of us, that you are alive and active in our lives Lord, we honor you that you don't leave us as we were when we came to know you, that you constantly change and transform us more and more into your likeness. We thank you that it's not something in the past, that it's something now. And we thank you as a church, God, because all the things you're doing in us as individuals is about something you're going to do in this church and in this community. So, Father God, we just lift up to you everything written down on that piece of paper at the back, God. And we thank you for the transformation that you are doing in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, we've had a little interval, really, to do that activity. So, do you know what? I started to think about this and I was praying and, and God said, okay, so it starts with you. And I said, yep. So, I've talked about creativity and I've talked about... Uh, loving everybody always. God says, yeah, what about you? I said, oh, that is, that's it. And actually, what it's about 
is, do you know what? If we are going to be transformed more and more into her likeness, his likeness, to love our neighbours as ourselves, to share Jesus, to be a church of life changers, because that's what the word of God does to people. It changes lives. If we're going to be world changers, we're going to change the world as Christians, we've got to start here. All right? So when it says love everybody always, that means here in horizon. We've got to love each other as he loves us, individually. Uh, so if we hold it up, ladies. So look at all the things God's doing in Horizon. Look at all the different areas. Attitudes, forgiveness, patience, confidence, marriage, uh, understanding of his word, lifestyle, organization, spiritual and physical fitness, musical activities, patience and learning. Thank you, ladies. So if we put it back at the back. So I would encourage you at the end to look at that and to say, God is transforming Horizon Church Sutton, yes? God is here and alive and active, and he is transforming each one of us. But coming back to that question about love, if we have to love our neighbors as ourselves, our neighbors are here, right? Part of our neighborship is people in Horizon. And what we can't be is church members who only love our mates, yeah? We can't be church members that only love the people we like or the people that we get on well with or the people whose attitudes seem to be similar to ours or they're all in our life group or they're all in our ministry area. We get on with the kids workers because they really get it. We get on with the worship team because they're really our kind of people. We have to love everybody always. We have to love our neighbors in horizon as ourselves because you know what? If we can't fix it in here, we have no chance out there. If we haven't got it sorted to love one another as Christians, people see that. People, there's nothing worse for people to look at churches and see hypocrisy. That actually we say we look out for each other, but in reality, when the chips are down and hard times come, the church is nowhere to be seen. There's nothing worse to put people off Christianity than the idea that churches are hypocrites. And you hear it again and again in society. Oh, I don't, I don't think much about churches because they say all this will love you, but actually when I go along, they never speak to me. Or they ignore me. Or there's, you know, there's a time where churches can be quite judgmental, people that don't quite fit in. People that have attitudes or habits or behaviors that we think are unchristian, and we judge them. And we behave differently to those people than they do with the people that we get on well with. The hugs and the welcomes that we give to people that we like are different than the people that we don't really get on with. And I'm challenged by that because I absolutely see myself in that. That actually, the joy on my face when I see somebody that I really connect with, that I love speaking to, that builds me up and encourages me, is totally different than when somebody I don't really get on with. There's nothing wrong with them, necessarily, but we just don't really connect. Hey, if we can't fix it here, we have no chance in the world. Because the, the range of differences in here is much smaller than it is when you have to step outside that door. You know, we've, we, we've become Christians and we come to church and we've begun to develop types of behavior and attitudes that 
when we come in the door, we know that when Bob says, you have to stop speaking, we all stop speaking. When we say sit down, everyone sits down. We become certainly a, a modicum of obedient, even though we can be a little bit lippy sometimes. But actually, mostly, we have some attitudes in the church that we have expectance of other people to follow. So if somebody doesn't do that, oh, what do we do here? They're still chatting. They're still they're getting up and moving around in the middle of the prayer. Or they're, you know, if we can't fix it in here, guys, we have no chance out there. So I've got some challenges coming up for you about loving your neighbors as yourself here in Horizon. And then we need to think about how we love our neighbors as ourselves out there. But until we've got it sorted in here, we are going to have no chance in the community. So, do you know, one of the things that really does show people that you love them is to tell them. All right. You can show them in the way that you, you say hi, you hug them, whatever. But actually, one of the ways is to encourage and affirm people. So if we have two slides along, Rafe, there should be some uh, Bible verses coming up. So love one another just as I have loved you. So we're called to love each other because he loved us first. The same, we love because he first loved us. The love that we need to give out is because he loved us. Encourage one another and build each other up. Do we do that? Do we, do we really do that? I'm challenged by that. I don't know. I don't think I do that enough. I don't think I encourage and build people up. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. It's not saying the people that you love are going to be sin-free. We're, none of us are sin-free. Let's remind ourselves. All right, but the love that we have for each other covers the sins. It's, it doesn't matter. It's not dependent on the sins. It's just saying, I love you. I just love you. I know that God is working. I know you're not perfect because I'm not perfect either. But regardless, I'm still going to love you. And then the, this is the crux of why we need to get it sorted here. By this, all men will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. If we haven't got it here, we're never going to get it out there. So I was personally challenged to that middle verse about encouraging one another and building one another up. So I want to do something now to encourage one another. Well, actually, to encourage a single person. I want to ask Susan to come out the front, please. Who's probably right now having a minor heart attack. <laughs> Susan doesn't really like rushing out the front, do you? No. no. Um, so I think Susan's amazing. And I don't tell Susan that enough. And so what I've done today is I've gotten people in the congregation to write words about what they think of Susan. I'm going to read them out, and this will be a feeling a bit awkward right now, but I want you to listen, because I know God is transforming you. I know he's doing stuff, and I feel like this is part of it. So someone says, I have loved seeing you grow since you joined our life group. A genuine, helpful, and caring person, an asset to Horizon. A gentle and lovely personality with a sophisticated style. <laughs> Susan quietly works in the background. She is great with people and has a lovely smile. Susan is a lovely person who gives up so much time for the community. A lovely friend. Gentleness. Lovely, calm, reliable and loving. Committed. So I don't know what God's doing. I don't know what he's transforming and how you see yourself. 
but this is what people see in you. And this is what people love about you. I asked them to write down what you love about Susan. So I want you to take this and have a little read of it and pray about it later. But we want to encourage you. We think you're amazing in Horizon. And we're so glad you're part of us. Um, I will actually. Um, well, I, I'm not. <laughs> I don't normally like public speaking, and I don't consider this public speaking. But thank you. Um, since I retired, coming up to five years now, and I knew I had to find something, and I didn't really know what I was going to do. And I got obviously God had other ideas, and it took me a while to actually get here and, and I got here through the community group um, and I have done so much and met so many people and changed my attitude in so many things that I thank you all for your support as well and I know that I'm going the right way, it's taken me a long time and I know I've got much more to go but thank you very much. It's great to honour people, isn't it? I don't think we do that enough. I don't think we do that enough at a personal one-to-one -one level. And I'm not convinced we do it enough as a church, actually. So I want to change that. Do you know what? God is transforming horizon. He's transforming individual lives. But we as a leadership team need to know that God is transforming us as a church and where we're going and how we work and how we operate. And actually, I want to see more of that. I want to see more of us honoring people that we can see serving God. And that's not people that are out the front with jazz hands and smiles. It's people quietly working in the background, somebody said about Susan. Do you know what? Jesus sees that. Jesus honors that. And we want to honor that today, that attitude of service and commitment. So I'm going to challenge you now. I'm going to finish off. Actually, today's about application. There's no new great biblical stories coming out today. It's saying, what is God transforming in your life? And how can we pray with you through that transformation? How is that affecting horizon? Love your neighbor as yourself is my challenge to you today. How do you love your neighbor in horizon as yourself? So the very last slide comes with a challenge. I want you to pick one of these things and to do it over the next two weeks. Get up. Get up. It's coming. There we go. So in the next two weeks, I want you to either tell someone at church something positive they've done or said, what they mean to you, or why you're glad they're part of the Horizon family. So verbally, just catch one, someone and say, do you know what, I'm so glad that you're part of Horizon. I just think you're so committed, you're always there for other people that you are serving. I just love your smile. I love your sophisticated style. All right, let's encourage and affirm people in Horizon. Or you might want to write a note to someone at church to encourage or affirm them. Sometimes it's a bit more awkward to do it face to face and actually it might be more comfortable for you to just write a short note and say, do you know what, I think you're amazing. I'm so blessed by your coffee and tea service. 
I just think you're always smiling. You've always got a welcome for me. Even when I'm feeling down, you brighten my day. Why don't you write a little note to someone? Just a note of caution. If you are uh, of the opposite sex to someone, then I would suggest that you make sure you do it with someone else around, not one-to-one in private. I would also suggest that if you are married or they are married, that you do it so that both partners are aware and know. All right? We don't want any secret notes being slipped under doorways in the middle of the night. All right, let's just have some wisdom about how we deliver those notes. Or maybe you want to take it a step further and do something to honor. So we've taken a step today to honor Susan. It doesn't have to be something at the front. Maybe you see someone that always does something at church. Do you know what? Turn up early and have done their job before they get here. Who puts the chairs out? Find out who it is. Turn up and say, I'm going to bless you today because I'm going to do the chairs for you. Do you know what drives me nuts is that Dave comes every Sunday and does a litter pick out the front of Horizon. Come on, we shouldn't leave our pastor to do that. Come on, somebody please take that mantle on and honor Dave by giving him a day off from picking up rubbish, literally picking up rubbish outside Horizon. You know, if we're going to honor people, some of the time it means taking a step out of what is our normal comfort zone and just getting in with it. Just taking that pressure off. For today, you don't have to worry about that, Dave. For today, I'm going to do the the welcome at the door. Now again, note of caution, if you want to do that and it involves either children or vulnerable adults, you need to speak to a leader first. You can't just turn up and start running the kids club, all right? (laughs) We do still have some processes we have to follow. But pick someone and do something to bless them. All right, so we want to love one another and we want to be changers of this world. It starts with us. It starts here, right here in Horizon. And I think we need to open our eyes to more of that. I think sometimes we're a little bit comfortable at thinking, they're all nice people, I like them all, and it's all fine. Actually, do you know, we need to love our neighbors and Horizon as ourselves. And that's all of horizon there's no exclusions doesn't matter if you're here once a month once every three months you've never been before actually the charge is the same love your neighbors as yourself so horizon i come with challenge today be transformed by the renewing of your minds be transformed in what god's doing in our church because by that we will transform people's lives out there So, Father God, I just want to pray today that as we've thought about and talked about transformation, God, that it doesn't become a completely internal thing that's just between us and you, Lord. We want to see transformation in our relationships within Horizon. Lord, I pray that the challenge that's been given to people today to show how much they love one another will encourage them not just to love love on their mates, show kindness to their mates, but actually to show challenge Uh, love and kindness on people that they perhaps don't always chat to they don't always seem to get along with people in the background not just people at the front people that just quietly get on with God's work in this place Lord we want to see them honored and Father God we want to do all that because by this all men will know that we are your disciples our charge is to be like you and to start here in Horizon so that we will be your disciples in the St. Helier community. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
turn, you turn me off. Turn me off. Does this apply? Do I have to like Chelsea fans? <laughs> 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 